Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uktena, and today we'll be delving into the concepts of karma and karmic justice. Every culture has a way to ask for or seek justice. In ancient Greece, there were the Furies, who were very much an eye for an eye, and for the sins of the father to be visited on the sons for generations. Then Greek culture moved from tribal to urban or city culture, and got Apollo and the Council of Gods, which made things more logical and formal, but also more legalistic and less satisfying. Judaism has God, who is literally an eye for an eye, and yet works in mysterious ways. Celtic culture has the triple goddess of war, Maeve, Macha, and the Morrigan, who help people see they reap what they sow. Odin was a Norse god of war and wisdom who dispensed justice, and so on, and so on. You get the idea. Currently, we struggle with the notion of justice and how to get it. On the spiritual side, we've got forgiveness messaging coming from Christianity and Jesus Christ, Buddha asking us to be of service, be balanced, and keep detached from what would hold us back, like anger or the need for retribution, and Kuan Yin asking us to be in tune with the sorrows of the world and each other. Plus, we've got what is becoming a global schism between lived Islam and fundamentalist extremism, which is in part a struggle over what is justice and what is a life lived in a just way. To the outside, Islam is being demonized, while inside, the conflict is destroying nations one by one, and the losers are the people who live there. On the secular side, we have justice as provided and applied by governments which become ever more ungoverned. These systems have become so bureaucratic and entangled in their own Baroque legalities that justice might never come, and if it does, it's often incomprehensible to the parties involved and disproportionate to the actual event. Oh, and let's not forget the corporate entities which try through the courts and trade arrangements to make a separate type of justice for themselves, which minimizes the rights of individuals directly and through governmental protections. So who do we, the individual, reach out to when injustice has occurred? I mean, yes, God works in mysterious ways. It's not ours to take justice into our own hands. We need to trust in the system Blah, de blah, de blah. Telling us to be more impotent in a situation, to not feel what we feel, to not express it in any way, and to polish that turd like it will become a diamond isn't really helpful. Holding on to the notion everything happens for a reason can be comforting, but it isn't actually true and so can lead us down paths which aren't helpful, and even trip us up on our own path. Taking matters into our own hands doesn't often work well, or even make us feel better, and in most cases wouldn't have the desired effect anyway. 
I call these types of actions the so-there gestures. They're supposed to make us feel better, show the other person we're better and make them hurt or turn the light bulb on in their heads so they get it. This doesn't work, and in the end, we're hurting ourselves, them not getting any clue anyway, and things just being worse. Which in any good sitcom causes the person to sit in the midst of the destruction, strike a pose and say, So there! Right? Feel better? No? Okay, moving on. What people have turned to in this vacuum of justice is karma. Well, not actually. It's as if we've co-opted the concept of karma from Hindu culture and turned it into a Marvel superhero who we look to when something happens which needs justice. You know, if someone takes advantage of us, treats us badly, is behaving badly in a variety of situations does something bad or illegal, what have you. We get to a point where things seem beyond us and we send out energy to karma saying, well, karma's a bitch and they'll get theirs eventually. Or something along the line of how much negative karma the person is accruing and they're gonna have to pay it off. Wouldn't want to be them. Or if something negative happens to them, we can point and say, see, karma. Yeah, karma is a powerful being, it would seem. They're like an avenging angel with a twisted sense of humor, or the guy who is always setting up practical jokes, which are rarely funny. Love to have them around when what they do is working in our favor, but don't want to attract attention to ourselves because then we might be in for it. This notion that karma is keeping tabs and taking names extends to people's personal idea of how their embodied life works. Like each of us has a bank account, and in each day we can either withdraw from it or put funds into it. Good karma accrues, but so does the debt of bad karma, and we carry this debt with us into the next life and the next until we pay it all off. Like karma is some bookie working for the mob, and periodically they come by and whack you in the kneecaps to remind you the interest is building up. Wow, karma really is a bitch. However, while it could be nice to have a statue of karma and have karma temples and karma prayers so we could take our needs to him, her, they, and have someone act on our behalf, it just ain't so. Karma is not a being, and it's not about justice or retribution. It's not about some balance sheet in a bank account. Karma doesn't accrue. Karma is us. Karma is simply a word which indicates who we have become due to our experiences in our embodied lives, and our soul lives in between those embodiments. There's nothing negative or positive about it. Karma isn't about what is fated to be. It's about what has been produced. Karma doesn't preordain you'll grow up in poverty, nor that you'll be doomed to never find the right one, or you have to work in this career or that. It's the other way around. You become who you are through your experiences and your choices. 
through free will being used in the act of living. Therefore, karma is an ever-growing and changing thing, just as you are. Karma is also the essential purpose of you, the thing which you are best suited to be and do. It's your true self, as it were. So calling on karma to right a wrong might feel good, let the emotions out, help us get back into balance, but it doesn't do much more than that. Nor do we carry negative karma through multiple lives like blight. After each embodied life, we return home to the Akashics and work with our teacher to understand in immense depth and detail what everything about the life meant, not only to us, but everyone else involved. If there are things which need to be resolved concerning other beings who were in the life with us, they're usually done quickly, almost instantaneously, once the other party returns home as well. We can then choose to embody again, which is a choice and not a punishment. We may choose to continue working on a lesson we haven't quite managed to learn in a previous incarnation. We may choose to work on something completely different. We may choose to play a role for someone else to support them in their becoming. And the role may be positive, negative, or neutral. Something we often forget is, while unpleasant, mistakes and negative events teach us more faster than positive ones. And this is something to keep in mind. How a person is behaving in this life is not necessarily an indicator of how evolved they are, who they actually are, or what karma is doing with them in this lifetime. One of the major benefits of being here on planet is we can play out roles, take on jobs and responsibilities, put ourselves into scenarios which help us learn what we don't yet know, and become what we have not yet achieved. For most, this means doing what we haven't done before. This could mean taking on something challenging which we may fail at and have to try again. It might be about doing something we end up being really good at and is positive for ourselves and others, or doing something which is not for us at all, but for others in our soul group or who we have dedicated ourselves to supporting through acts of service. And yet another category are those who take on negative roles in order to learn about virtues such as forgiveness. This is described in exquisite detail in the children's book The Little Soul and the Sun by Neil Donald Walsh. So when we want to say someone is unevolved or lesser or younger than us because of their behavior, we need to step back and realize this is something we can't know. Unless we can see behind the curtain to who they really are, we can't know if their behavior in this life is really them working through their own lessons or a role they're playing for others. So then where does this leave us when karma doesn't exist? What do we do when justice seems to truly be blind and we don't know what to do about it? What I have found is trying to be logical and figure it out on our own is fairly impossible. 
because of the emotions involved. Rather than struggle with emotions, which are completely appropriate, and try to make them into something different, which invalidates us and just wastes energy for no positive gain, it helps to instead go looking for those who can help us understand the situation. Our guides, teacher, mentors, and even totems in the Akashics don't suffer from the blindness of embodiment, have our best interests at heart, and can give us in-depth knowledge and wisdom about the situation at hand. I often go to the mentors when I have a specific issue which falls into their area of expertise, or visit several of them in order to come to a better understanding of what is going on, not only in the situation, but in myself. From there, I can then, with their help, make a game plan for what I can do and what I can't, which will help me move forward and resolve what is keeping me in the negative situation. Soul books also have a great deal of information concerning these matters. Section 5, the current life notes, and the relationship map in Section 6 have detailed breakdowns of why things are occurring the way they are, how much of that is planned, how much of it is a choice, what the motivations from all the parties might be, and what opportunities flow out from the situation, negative, neutral, or positive. We don't have to live as blind as we do, nor trust in unseen forces to help us understand the complexity of things. We have tools and people to help us with them if we wish. Justice, in the end, is not something outside ourselves, although it is nice when the world validates us and our actions. Justice is something we have within us, a means of coming into balance with the world as it is and helping us choose the right course of action as we create our part of it in the best possible way. And that's all the time we have this week. Next time, we'll be referencing the 411 on Spirit Guides. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. Thanks. Bye.